What is up, guys? What is up? It's your girl, Carly, and we are back for another episode of All of the Above. It's a Monday night, same as it was last week, and the vibes are similar. I kind of like it. I like the nighttime recording. It feels very much so, again, like a friend hangout recording at nighttime. I have a candle going, the lights are dimmed. And we're just going to do a little catch-up. I want to kind of keep the same format that I had last week for my first episode of last week, so the one that released on Wednesday. I want to do a little catch-up, fill you guys in, and then I want to get into some would-you-rathers that you guys had shared with me on Instagram. So last week, I told you the stories of how I got both of my cats, Winnie and Poppy, but there is something very large that I left out. And it's that I had major regrets after getting Poppy. Massive regrets. For a long period of time, I feel like. Maybe it wasn't that long. Like Maybe it was only a few days, but maybe it was a few weeks. Who was really to say? But I really was regretting getting Poppy. And I cried a lot about it. Cried to my mom, cried to one of my best friends. Because I just didn't know that we had made the right choice. Poppy had gotten really sick within the first 24 hours of us having her. That she was vomiting and she was pooping blood. And Poppy was a kitten kitten. Like, I think she was two months old. Just over two months old. And she was small. She was two pounds. And she was pooping, pooping. Pooping and vomiting is pooping. And we had to take her to the emergency vet, which I had never experienced something like that before. And it was within a month of us just moving here. So it was just a lot of new experiences and a lot of high stress experiences. But we ended up taking her to the vet and they said that She looks fine. She looks normal. And that she was going to... No, she didn't look fine. She didn't look normal. But she looked okay to the point that they didn't have to treat her. Because if they were to treat her, it would have been really costly. And they told us, just keep monitoring her. And they told us a vet to go to the next day to make an appointment. So then it wouldn't be this large, this massive payment that we would have had to make if we had admitted her to the emergency vet. So she got really sick when we got her and she ended up losing half of her weight. So she was down to a pound, which made no sense to me. I'm like, how is this physical being less than a pound? And we took her to the vet and she had to be on medication. So the first few weeks of us having her, we were giving her medication twice a day shoving it down her throat with a syringe. And I think I was stressed out too because she had an impact on Winnie, which I felt so bad for. Like I just felt terrible that I had done that to Winnie because I felt like we had such a good thing going and I was really bonded slash am really bonded to Winnie just because of what we have endured together. Like we spent a whole year of life, just the two of us, just two peas in a pod. And then we're moving in with her father, (laughs) my boyfriend and for her personality to change after we got poppy was just kind of heartbreaking to me but we were in one apartment when we had gotten poppy and then we moved again and then we moved again 
but the first place we moved was a sublet and my feelings for Poppy changed when we were in the sublet and in this sublet there was a well in San Diego in general there's like a normal door and then there's a screen door like everyone has the normal door and the screen door and I think it's just for airflow and in our sublet apartment for whatever reason just the way that the other windows and the hallway and everything was set up sometimes the door would slam close and one time when I was home in the sublet with just the two cats Poppy was in between the screen door and the regular door and it slammed on her and it got her leg like her leg was squished between the two doors and she was scared out of her mind rightfully so and she sprinted away and I went to go find her and comfort her and lay with her and be with her after it had happened and this was within the first month of us having her and again within the first three months of her being alive and I really think that from that moment on like she understood that I was going to be there for her and she basically imprinted herself on me from that moment on like as the role of her mother and that I would be someone that would be there for her when she was scared out of her mind. And I think for me too, it made me really scared that she had hurt herself. Then it made me see how much I did care about her. Not that I didn't care about her, but from that moment on, Poppy's been a total mommy girl. She follows me around everywhere. She has major trust issues. She mainly only trusts me and John, which makes me feel sad for my parents because they try so hard to bond and play and give Poppy attention but she's just so unsure of other people because she's also a little quarantine baby just living her solo life kind of like the same thing with Winnie of just being me and her in a house for a long period of time maybe that's why my cats are so weird yeah that's my Poppy update as far as my update for my goals So we know January, I've been working on posting my podcast, which I have been doing thanks to the help of my editor and thanks to you guys for giving me ideas and giving me feedback and for listening as I'm just punching through these podcasts, getting as much practice as I possibly can and just seeing what I like and what I don't like. And I'm gathering more and more with each episode of the direction that I want to go and different formats I want to try out. And even if I'm not able to implement those changes right away I know that this is still good practice and I'm still happy to be doing it nonetheless so that's a podcast update I've also been working on my fitness this month and I did go out of town last week for a handful of days and that sometimes throws me off but because the weekend before I'd spent the whole weekend working out during the week almost became like my rest periods so I went on a run the one day and then the other day I didn't do anything and I did yoga once or twice but then I was so proud of myself because the night the day that I came home was a Friday and I just knew that I wanted to hold myself to my goals so as soon as I got back from our seven hour car ride I put on my gym clothes and I just went right to the gym like I didn't let myself fuck around I knew that I wanted to get it done and I went and I did and I was so proud of myself and it felt so good and then I worked out Saturday Saturday was my sister's 30th birthday and I made myself a workout that was 
full of exercises that I know my sister really liked because I did coach my sister for 18 months. She was a client of mine, which was fun that I was able to look back at her workout log. That makes me so happy that we have and that I'll always have that. And it was also kind of, I don't know. It was interesting because it said the last day that it was edited was April 19th and my sister passed April 22nd. So I just had a little moment of reflection of just thinking about like what her last workout was. But I did things that I knew that she loved. And I also played around with the number 30 because it was her 30th birthday using the 30 pound dumbbells and then pushing myself for 30 reps on certain things. And that was a really fun way for me to tribute her and celebrate her and kind of be with her. And I listened to a playlist that I had made more closely to the timing of her death that is just full of songs that remind me of her or that we shared memories over. So that was Saturday. Sunday, I did not work out. And then today I had a really good lifting session and I'm feeling jazzed about the rest of this week. But I really have to kind of put my head down and focus a little bit more because March is going to be quickly approaching. And I have goals that I want to reach by March. Not that there's any certain number that I want to reach. Like I haven't even weighed myself. Like I don't have measurements, but I do know that I want to feel like I've made forward progress and I want to feel a little bit differently in my body. And I've been a bit laxed in some areas and I think it's going to take a little bit more focus and precision for me to make the changes that I want to make in the time frame that I want to make it in. So that's kind of what I want to focus more heavily on this week is having more of a plan and a schedule and holding myself to it. It's going to be easier because I'm not going to be traveling for the next two weeks. And then I want to be more serious with my nutrition because that's definitely where I'm the most laxed. Although I have been focusing more on my protein and I know that that has been subtly increasing but I just have to make more and more food decisions with that in mind which has been interesting too because I know that you guys know this and I'm just repeating myself each week now but again with my skincare and my health care and wanting to improve those things I just have to keep in mind that my nutrition choices are to go hand in hand with like what my gym goals are and my physical body goals are. But it's also to do with me feeling good in my body and feeling energized and feeling like I'm properly feeding myself. But it's also going to make a difference in my skin and my hair. So it's all connected, Carly. And that's something I want to be better about this week. Because I definitely have been a bit lax with it, especially with traveling and I want to say meals being out of my control, but I definitely could make more of an effort. Although I did have Chick-fil-A grilled nuggets for the first time, and those things were good. I never had had the grilled ones before, but what a fun way to get protein in on the road that actually tastes good. And you know that I got fries too. So it was just a really happy moment for me with my little grilled nugs and my french fries. Self-expression update. I posted on my Instagram the other day me blow drying my hair with a round brush and a few people recommended getting the Revlon dry brush. So I actually ordered it and I did it for the first time yesterday. 
although I feel like I did a pretty terrible, <laughs> a pretty terrible job. So I watched a video of how to do it today, and I'm going to try again the next time that I wash my hair. But the problem with it that I have is you have to really wait for your hair to be pretty much dry in order to use it. And that's a long time to wait. That's a really long time to wait. And I could blow dry my hair a little bit more before I do it. But then it's like, okay, if I were to travel and I wanted to just bring either my hair dryer or my dry brush, it might make more sense for me to bring my hair dryer at that point because I can do things more in the more timely manner with my hair dryer than I can with the dry brush. Because again, I have to wait a long time for my hair to dry before I can use the dry brush. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm not sold on it completely. I do feel like I could get better at blow drying with a round brush, but I think I'm gonna keep both for now. I probably will keep both of them and just alternate the purposes and maybe I'll get really good at one. And maybe my thoughts on the Revlon brush will change, but we will see. Another thing I've been practicing is my makeup, which I think I've talked about before. I definitely have. Yeah, because I told you how I don't like the smell of it. So I got some recommendations from people of makeup to try, which has been exciting. It's been a fun topic to be able to talk to people about because I've never been a part of the makeup world in any regard. And it makes me so excited too. John and I went to Target the other day and this Target was like the very best Target I've ever been to. It was near where his sister lives in Tennessee. And oh my God, first of all, the clothes options that they had were unlike things I'd ever seen before. They had the cutest athletic spaghetti strap dresses that had built-in bras and built-in shorts. And then they had one-piece sets for working out. And they had super cute men's option. There was this giant orange puffer jacket that we almost bought for John. I didn't buy any clothes because I wasn't there to get clothes, but I want to go to Target again. And I hope that when I go to Target again, that they have some of these things that I saw at this Target. But then the beauty section, oh, we, I was a bit overwhelmed because it is quite large. And again, all of the self-expression and self-care things are new to me. So I never really paid that much attention, never took that much time to look at products, look at options to even go into the makeup section or walk through the hair section. So that was like a kid in a candy shop for me. And I was just going up and down the aisles, looking at everything, reading things. And that was really fun because it made me excited to keep diving more and more into this world. And there were so many girlies there at the Target when we were. It was pretty empty, but the girlies were in the makeup section. And I really love that. I was like, the girlies are going hard today. Girls were there with their friends. Girls were there with their moms. There was older women. There was women by themselves. I was just so happy to be a part of it. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> to discover the Target beauty section, but it's specifically at this Target. I'm going to have to do some Target hopping at home. I've kind of been, I wouldn't say a hater, but I feel like I don't know. Like, I'm not an Amazon girly, and I really wouldn't say that I was a Target girly, but I think for me, my association with Target was that if I went to Target, I was going to see people that I didn't want to see, 
but that is literally just left over from when I lived at my hometown, which was years ago at this point. Not that I would ever see anyone that I know at any of the other targets that I go to now in Tennessee or California. So like that's not a problem. I think for me, it's more so that my preferred way of shopping when it comes to clothes is that I would rather put myself in situations where I can shop more sustainably or I can shop and find things that are more unique. Like I don't want to just buy something that I know everyone else has. Like that is kind of important to me. It's something that makes me feel more like me as if my wardrobe is more unique to me. But then I've shut myself off completely from these other options and I don't think I want to shut myself off completely from these other options. Not that I think that I'm like too cool for it, but if it has some cute stuff, it has some cute stuff and I don't want to deny myself of that. So that was a fun discovery. But back to the makeup. I put on a full face of makeup Saturday to go out to dinner to celebrate Erica's birthday and I took it off immediately because I just couldn't stand it. I actually did a pretty good job, but what throws me off is my eyes and then my lip. Like I definitely need to get more lip products or just any lip product because I'll do my whole face, but then I don't have a lip that I love and it doesn't feel complete without it. And then as far as my eye makeup goes, sometimes it feels way too dramatic, the things that I've been trying and doing eyeliner has been hard. And then I just feel like that also can throw off the whole face. So if I'm not nailing it, then I just want to take it all off. So I did it again Sunday just for fun, just a little Sunday playing dress up moment with myself. And I realized a lot. I actually took notes, but I realized what I would prefer my makeup to look like. The way that I had been doing my makeup is just the way that I had seen countless videos at this point of how people do their makeup. So I was going kind of the full face in, a full face beat. And I think that that could be a bit too much for me. And something that I would prefer is more of a natural makeup look. I've also been using my sister's makeup. And I think that I have to take the steps towards getting specific makeup for myself and for the type of looks that I'm trying to make. But I want more of like a dewy look with neutral eyes And I said I want to find a good lip options because I feel like if I'm going to go bare minimum, I would go like a nice lip and maybe some blush, especially when I get tanner. My skin is more even and just looks healthier. And I think, too, just having a better and improved skincare routine, too, like that is kind of where my goals are at as far as makeup goes. But it's been fun because I've started to see more makeup videos and tutorials on my Pinterest as well as hairstyle tutorials on my Pinterest. And it just feels kind of fun. It feels like a natural involvement of my life of the content that I am consuming that aligns with the type of person that I want to be and the type of interest that I'm having. Okay, that is my catch up of the week of my goals. I feel pretty proud of myself next week or is it this week is this the last full week of january holy cow is the time flown this is the last full week of january so this is my last full week of my january goals and i feel like i've just progressed as much as i could ask of myself throughout this month i think that one thing i left out was like spending time with friends and family that was one of my goals because that was the whole reason i stayed back in indiana and i definitely feel like i was really good at being present 
last week and this weekend and making more of an effort to spend quality time with my loved ones, which feels really good. But that's my catch up. Now I want to talk about some would you rathers that y'all gave me. On my Instagram, I have five of them. So we're going to go through the five. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready for number one? Number one, would you rather never be able to talk again or never be able to smell again? My answer is that I would never want to be able to smell again. I would pick talking over smelling. Although that will be a serious loss to not be able to smell. But I just feel like talking is the obvious answer. Talking is the obvious winner. Talking is how I communicate. It's how I bond. It's how you express feelings and messages with your loved ones. I also love to be able to talk to myself. I love to hear myself talk. I love to see my little personality shine through with my words. So I feel like smelling would be missed, but talking is the winner. I do love to smell. And I'm going to tell you some of my favorite scents. My number one favorite smell that I always think of when I'm doing a meditation and I'm prompted to think of my favorite smell is the smell of the beach, the smell of sea salt, the smell of the ocean. You can't always smell it when you're at the ocean, I feel like. But when I do get a whiff and I can take that scent in, that just gets me going like nothing else. I also bizarrely like the smell of my pets, like the smell of their breath. To me, it just smells like them. And I know it's not a pleasant scent. It's not like, ooh, make this a candle. But when I smell it, it just makes me feel happy. What else do I like the smell of? I don't know. I have a pretty strong nose, to be honest. Like I can pick up on scents and I have a lot of strong scent associations or what's it called when you smell something and it just kind of brings you right back to something very specific. I don't know if there's a word for that. Anyway, I think I have a strong, I have a strong nose, but I'm picking talking. I'm sorry to my nose. I guess I probably wouldn't be able to taste things. My favorite food is watermelon. So do you think you could still get all of the sensation and the love of eating watermelon even if you can't really taste it? Because probably, because it's just kind of like a watery explosion in your mouth. Anyway, the next would you rather. Would you rather be stuck in a house with one gorilla or a hundred pythons? Okay, this one I have some questions. How many stories is the house? If there's pythons in the house, are they all over the house? Are they just in one area? Is there any way for me to escape them? Is there anywhere for me to be that they wouldn't be? I feel like if I'm stuck in a house with a gorilla, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna piss off the gorilla. I'm gonna look at it weird. I would hope that I wouldn't. Like in my ideal world, I would hope that I have enough of a peaceful aura to myself. I have enough of a sleeping beauty Cinderella aura to myself that I am one with the animals. I am not a threat. I want you to thrive just as much as any other person. I want to respect your boundaries. I don't want to be in your space. I don't want to be a risk to you. I don't want to be a threat to you. I would hope that the gorilla could pick up on that and we could be homies, which wasn't Jane Goodall friends with gorillas. 
Or was she friends with not gorillas? Like a different type of monkey. She was friends with apes. Are apes more friendly than gorillas? See, I have questions. I'm pretty sure a gorilla would kill me. But then I think that the hunter pythons would kill me. Because I really don't know anything about pythons. Because I could probably... Oh... Like, I almost feel like I could more easily piss off the python than the gorilla. This one's really hard. My answer is that I would pick the pythons and I would just put them all on the first floor and I would live on the second floor. I don't know, guys. That's my answer. I'm going to have to do some Googling after this. Maybe that's a dumb answer. Okay, the next would you rather. Would you rather live someplace rural? Rural? rural rural or the suburbs my answer is rural (laughs) rural (laughs) rural I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I have shared with you guys before that it pains me to go back to where I grew up I feel physical pain when I am in the area that I grew up I don't like being there it makes me want to jump out of my skin I feel so uncomfortable. It just makes me unwell. I don't like it. It's just not for me. I'm fine with visiting someone in the suburb. Hopefully they don't live in the area that I grew up in. Because if that's the case, I can only be there for a short period of time. And then I got to go. I got to escape. Because I, mm, no, I would not survive. I would have a mental breakdown. But if you live in a different suburb, then sure, I'll come visit you. See what it's like in your side of the town. See what it's like in your state. The terrain will be different. The restaurant options will be different. It'll be new to me, so I'll be able to handle it. But would I want to live in a suburb? No. And here's my argument for living someplace rural. Rural. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say, but maybe it sounds completely fine. So when I was asked, when I was posed this question, my thought went, well, where? Can I pick where? Can I pick which rural area that I would like to live in? Because I've never been there, but Montana feels like a cool place to live. I feel like there could be some fun rural areas that I could find myself in. I would have a beautiful house, quaint. It could be quaint. It could be quite large. It could be like a large farmhouse. But if I lived there, I would really fully commit to that lifestyle. And I probably would have a farm and I would have a garden and I would have lots of animals and I could have horses. Oh, this sounds so fun. And I would just spend my days taking care of my farm animals, taking care of my garden. I could have a really well taken care of house. I could decorate it the way that I'd like. Like, I would just commit myself to the bit of living in the rural area. And you bite your fucking ass that I would be blowing up Instagram and TikTok and YouTube just posting all about my rural life. If you live in Hawaii, like, off the grid, is that considered rural? Because I could do that there, too. Like, that just sounds like a fun new experience for me to have. I could have a piece of land, and I really enjoy all of those things. Like, I enjoy cleaning my house. I enjoy organizing my house. I enjoy furnishing my house. I enjoy decorating my house. I enjoy making nice meals. And I would be able to make the best meals because I would use all fresh ingredients from my own backyard. Fresh vegetables, fresh fruits. I probably would know how to can things. I would learn how to prep my own meat. 
Like I probably would have to learn how to kill, slaughter. I don't know. What's like the proper terminology for preparing your own meat? Like I would learn how to do that. And I think it would give me a better appreciation for the circle of life. And then I could get to know how to use an animal fully. And I feel like I would just be eating the most nutritious meals. So I pick rural. And maybe I'll live that life at some point in time in my lifetime. Just for a fun little bit, you know, commit to it. Next one. Would you rather go to the bars or go to the clubs? Here's a fun fact about me. I have only been to the club like twice in my whole life, once or twice, and neither times has it been a true club experience. The very first time I went to a club, it was kind of empty, but I had a table and I went with some of my friends that were regulars there. And I felt really out of place. I made do with the circumstances. I danced by myself. Like I made it a good time for myself. And we went to another club after that, now that I'm thinking about it. But again, I just felt really out of place. I was just dancing by myself. But I do remember that somebody complimented me and said that I had the best legs in the club. They said I had the best legs in the club. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me. I was like, hell yeah, these motherfuckers squat weight, baby. (laughs) But beyond that, this is something I've been thinking about recently, is... When I was a kid, when I was growing up, we had school dances and I loved the school dances. I loved them so much. I loved dressing up. I loved hanging out with my friends. I would dance the whole time. As soon as I had the dance floor, I was there for the next three hours. I wasn't leaving. I wasn't leaving until the DJ was done. I was going to be dripping sweat. I was going to move my hips every single second of being there. And I've been thinking there has to be clubs out there that can basically produce the same feelings that I had had when I was much younger when it came to dancing in a group setting. And I just have to find the right club. I have to find the club that has the type of music that I enjoy and it has to be the right ambiance of people that I enjoy and that everyone just feels like they're there to have a good time. So I kind of want to be more open to that. (laughs) So would I rather go to the bar or the club? I don't know. I'm going to say club. I'm going to say club. I've been to more bars, but I don't know. Drinking's like not really so much my thing anymore. I was a heavy drinker for a long period of my adult life. Like That was what I did to spend my weekends and that was what I did to have fun because I didn't really know how to do anything else. And I didn't really know that there was any options for anything else. And I feel like this is something I'm still navigating. It's figuring out how to have fun that doesn't involve alcohol. Because it doesn't make me feel the best. And when I'm trying to get a dumpy wumpy in the gym and lift heavy weights. But I feel real shitty because I drink. That's no fun. I would rather not drink. I would rather pick the ass gains. But I do love a nice, well-made cocktail. I really appreciate a well-made cocktail that you really can't get unless you're out at a nice bar or a nice restaurant. So that's tough. But I'm going to kind of sneakily pick both by saying that I would rather go to the club 
as long as the club is a club that's fun and has the right music and the right vibe. And maybe if it's not, then I will come back and change my answer. Like maybe one day I will experience that and be like, yeah, the music was great and the people were great, but still the club is not for me. It could change. But right now I'm picking the club and my secret way of picking both is that I'm allowing myself to still be able to go to nice restaurants. And sometimes nice restaurants have nice bars. And that would be the type of bar that I'd want to go to anyway. So that's me sneakily being able to pick both. Okay, I have one last one. Are you ready for it? Would you rather go on a cruise or go on a road trip? What do you think my answer is? Because my answer is dun dun da na 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 a road trip, baby. I have no interest in going on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. I could see there being some sort of opportunity that comes up where it makes sense to experience a cruise. But to me, it's just not for me. It doesn't interest me. It's not something I want to do. It's just, no, I no, I don't want to go on a cruise. I feel massively passionate about road trips. I love a good road trip. Road tripping kind of gives me life. I grew up being a road trip family. And not that we would road trip a lot. like We didn't go on a massive amount of vacations. But we did enough road trips for it to have a positive association and a positive impact for me. Growing up, we at least a handful of times would road trip down to Florida. And I always loved it. And let me tell you why. We oftentimes would leave in the middle of the night And for all I know, that only happened once, but they all kind of blend together. But one, at least one time we left in the middle of the night and we were trying to beat a storm. And that was just so fun for as a little kid to be packing up our car and the whole family is getting going and we know we're heading towards a vacation and it's going to be fun. And it's starting off in this way where I'm experiencing something that I've never done before, which is driving in the car at night, driving in the car when it's kind of like stormy outside. And I love me a good storm. And my parents would drive as far as they possibly could. I think a few times they would drive all the way through and just switch, alternate back and forth. And then there were definitely times when they would get a hotel. But I remember mostly sleeping in the car. And I thought that that was so much fun. And I remember, too, being up late, obviously, in the car, staring out the window and seeing scenery I'd never seen before. And my dad's listening to his music. And I always enjoyed my dad's music. I have a memory. It was me and my sister and my dad was driving and everyone else was asleep and just listening to his music. And there was like we were driving through the mountains and you could see the stars. And it just was really always good memories, always good associations. My mom would pack us donuts in a bag, a plastic baggie. And I was like, how cool that I get to sleep in this car and then wake up and eat donuts. Talk about living my best life. The worst road trip that we ever did was when we drove all the way down to Key West, which was an over 24 hour road trip. And honestly, I don't know if we slept. I think we might have, I think my parents might have just suffered all the way through that one. I don't know if we stopped, but it was the worst one because I had gotten my period for the first time, like two days before the road trip. And well, first of all, it was quite uncomfortable, quite uncomfortable to get your period for the first time. And I was using pads. I basically just loaded them up. I loaded them up in my pants 
because I don't really know like I don't know how heavy this shit's gonna be we're sitting in the car for a long period of time I don't know what to expect so I had at least two in my pants and I'm like I'm an and I'm an adult diaper right now sitting uncomfortably in this weird cloth that's giving me a rash on my ass as I'm bleeding all over myself as I'm sitting in the car with the five other members of my family for 24 hours straight. It just was straight up not a good time. Not a good time. Would not recommend it. That was the worst road trip. All of that to say, nowadays, in my adulthood, I do enjoy myself a nice long-ass car ride. Depending on the company in the car, I can do it by myself. I love a good little solo drive. It's a good time for me to clear my head good time for me to hang out with myself listen to music listen to podcasts you name it scream if I want eat lots of mints to help myself stay awake I don't know it's like a good little vibe John and I are like a dynamic duo when it comes to driving though like we can drive any distance and I almost feel like spending time in the car with John is one of my favorite ways to spend time with him I feel like because it's such an isolating experience where it really is just the two of us that it just heightens the quality time, even if we're not talking, like even if we don't talk like the whole time, I still feel like I'm my quality time meter is building. We have similar music taste. We have similar tastes in podcasts and are able to talk about different things and we just kind of are able to bounce off of each other's energy similarly so wherever he is kind of thinking about where he wants to eat I usually am also thinking about wanting to eat there we can like sync up our bathroom breaks together we have the same interest when it comes to what type of road snacks we want to get so just matches really beautifully we've gone on a handful of road trips longer distance car drives within the past few months and we did one most recently to Santa Barbara and it was within a 48 hour period so we drove there one day and we came home the next day and I think that trip really cemented for me how much I just enjoyed being in the car with him even if there's traffic or even if we have to make detours like it's just kind of fun to go through that with him and honestly another thing that I really enjoy about going on road trips with him is that We often will pick the more scenic route and we're just perfectly content with taking in the more scenic route, even if it means it's going to take longer because we would just rather experience that. So I remember on the way back from Santa Barbara, we ended up going through this more farm town area of like LA, which I didn't even know existed, but there was just tons of different types of farms, like flower farms and tree farms I just have so many memories like that, like visceral memories of being in the car with John. And then we most recently did one to and from Tennessee, from Indiana, which is a seven hour drive. And I don't know, I just enjoy a nice car ride. So I pick the road trip. All of that is to say that I picked the road trip. Okay, that's all my would you rathers that I have for today. That's my catch up for today. I still want to know about this gorilla and these pythons. So if you have any thoughts on that, like feel free, let me know. Let's discuss because maybe I'll change my answer. Maybe you have some information on these animals that I don't have. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here for another episode of All of the Above. I really loved hanging out with you today. I hope you did too. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, it would help me out so much if you left a five-star rating, leave it a review, share it with your mom, whatever you want to do. All right. Thank you guys again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.